Welcome to the Shawnee Show. How's it going, guys? Um, I'm here with the main man, Blakey. What's up? How are we? Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, all the biggest shows in Channel 10's history. <laughs> You're here to do a podcast today. Welcome. What's up? Thanks for having me. We're going to ask you some really cool questions, some positives and negatives with your life, your life story, going through the show, also what you're up to now, uh, your brands, your branding, your companies that you started, and I'm looking forward to it. So let's get started with The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a bit of it. I tell you what, I watched a bit of it. I watched, I wanted to see Sophie Monk and how she's progressed in the years and what she looks like now and, you know, um, her personality. She seems like a really down to earth person. So. How was your experience on The Bachelorette? I know they painted you as a villain, but now talking to you, you seem really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my nice voice on. Yeah. Uh, man, like going into The Bachelorette was, I mean, I've never been on TV. So I remember the first time I sat in front of a camera, mm. it, it was, I was, I was super stoked. Yeah. And I just, I saw so much potential and I just really enjoyed that. Mm. And then when you're sort of going through the series and you don't see the edit, mm. having a hell of a good time. You know, yeah. I was mates with all the boys. We like we had such a good brotherhood. Yeah. Um, even one guy that came in who was an intruder. Uh, he only lasted I think a day. Who was that? Two day. His name was Guy. Guy. Yeah, and he was just a dick yeah. to everyone. Was he? Huh? And I'm the one. And see, like when you go when you talk about me being painted as a villain. Mm. I was the only guy in the house to stand up and call this guy out to his face mm. and saying, you're not here for the right reasons. You're not here for Sophie. You're bad-mouthing all the boys. Like, you mm. just need to leave, like, next ceremony. Yeah. And then all the boys, like, found out about what I said and they were just like, well, you really have our backs. I'm like, yeah. 100% definitely do. Yeah. And then, so all that was sort of happening and all the boys knew I just said it how it is. There was mm. no villain. I was like... I liked, you, I liked you how you were like really authentic when you went through the experience and you did say pretty much whatever came to your mind. And that was, that's commendable because a lot of people, especially on reality TV, I don't know if you had that experience, but they go through, they operate through a filter. Mm. Um, and I, I saw that you really just called it for how it is. If you didn't like someone, you'd tell them, yeah. you'd, you'd say it. And, you know... Obviously, you got good sides and bad sides to everyone as well, and it's whatever yeah. they want to paint you as. Exactly. <laughs> so, I was doing good halfway through, and then yeah. Ryan leaves, and they're like, "Oh, we don't have a villain, Blake. You're going to be the villain oh, from now yeah. on." Ryan was the guy from New Zealand, yeah. wasn't it? <clears throat> and I mean, like me and Jared had beef just from some stuff that Jared did and said against yeah. the boys, and um, so I stuck up for the boys again. And but you know, going towards the end, they just painted me like sort of me and Jared having such a bad. Um, kind of like a relationship in the house and then mm. they turn that into more of a villain And but I mean overall I mean all the guys knew like I had their backs and it was a good time but it was really interesting to see how editing plays a huge part in in a series and I didn't even know anything about the whole editing thing so it was mm. Mm. it was good to go through it um, even when I left Sophie right? so when I leave Sophie yeah. and everyone's like you're angry and all these articles are like you're angry like he's pissed oh, yeah, off yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. blah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. like he was swearing when he left Sophie yeah, yeah. I said ciao but when my back was to the camera I wasn't swearing Yeah, they actually edited it over me uh, swearing from, about, you know, from, a, from a different interview talking about something completely different 
Mm. that was like unwarranted and they just voiced it over to make me look like the proper villain of my exit yeah that was crafty so how did I know you had uh, beef with Jared and the bachelorette and the pot plant thing yeah and you, <laughs> I don't know I don't the know pot the plant thing, yeah. apparently you pissed in the pot plant or something that was Ryan Ryan pissed in it oh Ryan pissed in it but who cares it's probably you it know, was the funniest thing yeah. like I said a lot yeah did you get along with him in the Bachelor in Paradise one? That came yeah, out? I mean, me and Jared, like, at the end, we were friends. Like, we hugged each other goodbye on Sophie season when, yeah. I, when I left. Yeah. Because we, like, we ended up connecting really well, like, in the last sort of, you know, couple of weeks. Um, so, we were good. And, like, we chatted in that, like, over Insta. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was, when I heard that he was going to be in Paradise, like, it was, I was stoked. Like, it, it would be good to have a good yarn to him and then hang out. Mend any broken fences and... Exactly, and right. move forward. Yeah, so Bachelor in Paradise. I mean, let's go back to The Bachelor. Yeah. Bachelorette with Sophie Monk. It seemed like you had some good dates with her or whatever. So was there any kind of connection or did you think that she was actually there for to find love <coughs> or whatever? Is it was... She's very smart. She's very smart business-wise. And there's so many people, like, they look at this show and they think everything that happens is exactly what happens. Mm. I mean, I know a smart businesswoman when I see one and I meet one. We had a great time. Like, we had a good connection and had, had fun. Um, and, but, I mean, let's let's do the math. Let's put everything into perspe- perspective. Let's mm. put that into it. She comes off. She breaks up with Stu. And did, then, did she break up with Stu or did Stu break up with her? I don't know the story. I don't know. I yeah. think it was a, it might have been a mutual thing. I have no idea. So they just had a plan from the, the ending or whatever. I don't know. Okay. But that was Australia Day. And then suddenly she gets released like two days later that she's the host of like Channel 9 Love Island. Okay. And I mean like she did really well on The Bachelorette to spike up and and now she's got like a flourishing career back again which is which is great to see. And like I'm the type of person like if I was ever The Bachelor... Mm. I would, before, like, that first cocktail party, I would say to all the girls, yo, like, this is exactly what's going to happen for the next 12 weeks or yeah. 16 weeks. Yeah. This is, like, I don't want you guys to get upset or piss off that you don't see me as much. However, like, I just want you guys to be honest when we do have a chat that yeah. if you are here, I don't care, cover up your mics. Like, if you are here just to, like, get fame or cre- build your business or whatever, Profile. I'm cool with that shit. Yeah. Like, I get it. I understand it. You took an, took an opportunity. Mm. Um, but just say it. So, like, I like the whole honest approach. And I just... Do you think with the, with the Bachelor franchise that a lot of people are there just to build up their profile and not find love? Or? It was weird. Like, on my season, mm. like, everyone was genuinely there to, like, have a, like to meet Sophie and, and, and find yeah. someone and have a good time. I mean, mm. you see some people in... In some franchises that were there just to get a, a few following, mm. um, yeah, like someone on your someone on your season. Oh, I don't know who you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> uh, so, with your um, with the other guys as well in Perth, let's just talk about the Perth crew that went on the Bachelorette. There was like three of you, or there was Mac, uh, Brett, and Eden. Okay, uh, the guy that stands out to me is that Mac guy with the. Jeremy was singing the song, <laughs> so that's just bad editing. Because I've met him, I've met him, yeah, and he seems like a decent guy. I don't know about the song choice and doing that. So yeah, yeah, I mean the song was pretty funny, but like, <laughs> yeah, a, a funny thing. I don't think it was. I don't think you, um, anyone saw on the season is that he did that 
<laughs> he did that song to her. Yeah. And then like three weeks later, him, Luke and Sophie were having a chat at like a cocktail event. Yeah. And she was talking about to Luke about playing guitar. And then she looks at Mac and she goes, Mac, do you play guitar? And Mac's like, I played you the song. <laughs> you know? Totally forgot it. Totally three, forgot it. Three weeks later, gone. As a shame, man. yeah. He seemed really awkward in that date as well. Oh, super awkward. Yeah. But they just, yeah. Same with that Apollo guy, actually. He, he couldn't handle, he couldn't cut the mustard when it came to a one-on-one date. Um, which really surprised me because I thought he was very extroverted, outgoing, confident kind of guy like yourself. Mm. And he seemed to buckle under the pressure. So you never know what it's going to do to you when you put into that situation. Not at all, man. Um, so that's, and that's one of the good things about going on a show like The Bachelor is it kind of opens you up and exposes your raw self. And you either grow from the experience or you get even worse, unfortunately. Yeah. So um, for yourself, I think you've grown through it and you've got a good little following now and you're doing your... You're blogging every day, which is, yeah. it's healthy because it's, you know, showing your side of it and you want to get into, let's move into the future for you. Like you want to get into some kind of media or do you want to, what, what are you I looking mean, to get from that? I mean, the whole vlogging thing, like if you look at my first vlog, like coming off, going back to like the whole growing sort of thing, mm. like it's so many people either, like I had to deal with a lot of the whole villain people think I was a bad guy yeah. coming onto paradise and people were like, why is he on paradise sort of thing yeah. and that sort of and that and I took it upon myself to really show on paradise who I was so coming off that I actually broke down in paradise like I yeah like I like I was during the day like we're all listening to an iPod me and Mac and a few other guys yeah. like, and girls and this song came on and I was like yo can I go like just go for a walk and listen to this he's like yeah and it was this song by All Saints and I went out, and this is like, with, I had, I thought the whole of Australia hated me, hey? And going into paradise, like, I just had this big thing, a big cloud over me that everyone hated me. Mm. And I didn't know really what the future was going to, like, you know, what was going to happen in the future. This, like, this time around, did you, what kind of... Yeah, yeah I don't know if this yeah. is going to even make it worse, or it's going to make things better, and people actually see who Black is. Yeah. And then I'm sitting out on the rocks listening to this, this song, and I just start breaking down bawling my eyes out because I just had this because Tara was like you know you've done so well like and everyone actually liked me as a person and it sort of like there was this big cloud just like disappeared yeah so going onto that I, I realized that coming off paradise there was so many things I was doing that wasn't making me happy mm. and you know in businesses like in my tattoo stuff and uh, like all the other things I was involved with and I just realized that I want to get out of it and I want to focus on what makes me happy Mm. And all that makes me happy is making videos, making films, and um, surfing every day. And making people happy. They're, they're the things. So, yeah. the moment I woke up and said, I don't want to do the things I'm doing anymore. Mm. I want to focus on stuff that makes me happy. Mm. That led me into, yeah, um, working uh, at Aloha Surf House as a surf coach and, and, and help having the opportunity to grow that. And as for the vlogging, like in my first vlog, I mm. literally say... I'm doing this vlog just for me. Yeah. It's not for anybody else. Yeah. If people watch it and they laugh, they smile, um, they cry or whatever, they get some sort of emotion from it, then awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy about that. Like that I've impacted maybe one person. Um, but it's just for me to get better as a filmmaker. Yeah. 
and I, I see it every day. You're constant with it and consistent. <clears throat> yeah. And that's good because, you know, obviously going through uh, a show like that, you've got to have a very polarizing kind of crowd watching mm. it. So some people are going to love what you do and some people are going to hate it. And that's just life. Yeah. Um, but you're not going to let those people who, you know, comment negative towards those kind of videos to impact you. So you can't, good on you. you. So can't. going through it, you've done well. Bachelor in Paradise... <laughs> um, I've watched a bit of it I watched a little bit I saw mainly the highlights from you <laughs> so what was the deal with the commitment ceremony no that's my <laughs> the rose ceremony um, so you messed up someone's name yeah so what was it Lenora yeah <laughs> so what was the deal with that so I if you want to go into detail and yeah, like it's, this is your second chance, really. Maybe you can set up another date with her. <laughs> she's Perth, isn't it? she's Perth. Uh, she's got a boyfriend now, I think. Oh, yeah. Shucks. Anyways, yeah. there's probably more fish in the sea. Um, <laughs> so what was the deal? I was sick like all day. I'd yeah. gotten heat stroke. Um, I was feeling sick the night before, and then mm. I had heat stroke all day. I had the medics to um, have to come see me. And I was in bed and... Just too much surfing, too much... Just too many cocktails. Too, too much having a good time, hey? It seems like a really good show to go on. Oh, it's sick. <laughs> yeah, it's anyway. so good. so good. Um, yeah, and then I was in bed and one of the producers, I think one of the audio guys came out and they're like, yo, like, uh, we need you out here. And I was like, dude, I'm sick. Like, I cannot get out of bed. Yeah. And then he comes back in. He goes, oh, Osha's here. I'm like, all right, I'll try and get out. And then so I get out. And I'm just like, I'm so cloudy. I go out to where we're filming, sitting there, and then have to go get changed and showered and all that shit. And then out at the cocktail <laughs> event, and I'm just like, I'm so blasé. I'm having a couple of drinks, and I'm just like, don't even know really what's going on. Mm. And then we, and I already knew I was like, you know, giving my rose to uh, um, Lorena. And then in the rose ceremony, I'm standing there. So you knew you were going to give it to her? How was the relationship leading up to that point? Yeah, really good. So you had, what, how many dates with Lorena? One, one date, and then it'd be like, it, this was like, I think, six, seven days into it. So oh, okay. she gave me a rose, and it's my time to give her a rose now. Okay. And um, then that means that you guys stay together? Or yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. Until the next rose ceremony. Yeah. And then, yeah, and I was standing there, and I almost passed out, and we had to stop filming, because... Like, I almost passed out. And Luke's like, yo, we need to get Blake some water. So we stopped filming, yeah. gave me water, and then Osha's like, all right, you're up next, Blake. I'm like, of course I am, aren't I? Yeah. And then I walk in and, like, walk to the thing and sit, and then I look up and I say, Lenora. And I didn't even know I said it. And then I'm looking back and I'm like, you just see my face. It's just like, I'm out of it. Hey, mm. didn't even know I said it. Yeah. And then everyone just lost it. Like, the cameraman, the auto, the producers, Osha... The girls, all the guys, we were like in tears because like everyone knew I was so sick. Yeah. And when you actually look back at the edit that happened, there's five different clips from because then I had to go back and then reshoot it and say the right name. Yeah. Of and, course, I got to use that. Yeah, you know that was that old chestnut. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was the funniest thing ever, and we're all good. Like after it, was sweet. Yeah. Like, there was no, there was nothing bad that anyone. Had it had sort of said we all laughed about it, and um, yeah, it was kind of it was funny. It was one of the funniest bits that I saw on the show. But it's kind of cool. Like 
you know, at least you'll be known for that. The funny thing, though, is that I, I could have done two things. I could have been like, oh, like, it's all the editing, mm. it didn't happen. But I didn't. I took the piss out of myself. Yeah, I saw that. It was and good. I, like, did all my memes and stuff. And yeah. now I've created, you know, Lenora Blake, you know, as a clothing label. Get and so I'm still having, like, a ton of fun with her. And yeah. just trying to keep everyone smiling from my fuck up, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Um, Bachelor in Paradise, there was an engagement as well. Yeah. So... It was was it Tara? Sam and Tara, yeah. Okay, so let me just get this straight for myself because I didn't watch it. The filming lasted for what a month? Yeah. So after a month, when did they they meet on the first day? Uh, probably like I think maybe they met on the first day, but they went. She wasn't interested until like I think four, maybe four or five days in. So they've known each other for then three weeks. Yeah, and then he's. In, yeah. He proposed in the last episode. Yeah. And they got engaged. Yeah. Okay. So three weeks they've known each other. Yeah. Engagement. So is that real or is that not? I don't know. Like after three weeks, I don't know any, like I'm just speaking from my experience, going out with someone for three weeks, God knows what kind of person they are. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Like I need more time. Yeah. So what's the deal with that? So... If this, if this was like anyone, who you put, would know. Yeah, you would know if they. I actually, know, I know exactly, point by point. If they actually are in love, or like it's fair, fair enough to be in love. But yeah. I don't know. If like I can't, like, if someone's on the Bachelor or Bachelorette, I can't see someone proposing at the end because mm-hmm. I think it's fucking stupid. Because you see a person for like on that show for like maybe two hours a week. Mm. Not enough time. Two, three hours. That's not enough time. That's no like, no way. Like, no. I need to have, like, sex with the person before I even think about, like, becoming my girlfriend. Because, you know, I need to get to know that person more. Like, can I stand there driving? Can I stand sleeping next and that sort of thing? So, in Paradise, though, I was, like, good mates with Tara before and, like, besties with Sam as mm. well. So, mm. I was talking to them sort of, like, before the show. Mm. And they both, like... Sam was, like, wasn't really interested... But Tara, like, hated Sammy, right? So when we got into Paradise, because I'd already talked to them, and then I introduced them both, and then they were... I knew them really, really well. Yeah. I'm, like, Tara's into Michael, and then Michael goes off on a date with Kira. And I'm sitting back, and I start seeing... Well, we start drinking, like, all day, and I start seeing Tara and Sammy kind of just starting to hang out with each other. And it clicked. I remember seeing them walking and Samuel was kind of like following her. And I look at them and I'm like, they are in love and they don't even know it. Mm. It was the most gnarliest thing because I know them so well. Mm. And they are the exact same person. And so as it went, as it went on and on and on, they just started like becoming best friends. And then it just organically happened. The great thing about Paradise, though, it's very realistic. So, we don't start filming until midday, and we stop filming at midnight. Wow. But you can sleep in each other's rooms. You're not getting filmed in the morning, so you can get real talk with the person that you're hanging out with. Yeah. Plus, we've already been in that realm of being on TV, so it's like, you don't have your phones, you don't have anything like that. So, a week in Paradise is literally like three months. Mm. That's how it feels. Okay. So technically, they were together for three, six. They were there together for a year. Okay. Yeah, because obviously going through yeah. the process, it does speed it up. Yeah. So you, you have the tough conversations you wouldn't usually have. Exactly. 
and yeah, like I understand that. yeah so like after that and I knew how much they they were froth each other and they loved each other mm. um and when I got off and then Sammy finally got off and that mm. and um he gave me a call and he's like I was like you guys did didn't you they're like he's like he's like yeah and I was I was stoked because and then they moved in together and they're everything they're like and they're so in love like so they're where are they living now and they're up in uh Brisbane cool yeah, and he moved up there from Sydney. So really, but like, yeah, I mean, state love. That yeah, is real love. Doing doing the hard yards. Mm, that is uh, that's obviously a big call. But they're so they're they're both the funniest people. Yeah, and they just they seem really quirky, and I like that because they're you know they got their own little traits that they have. So they're just good people. Yeah. Well, that's um, good. So yeah. So to answer your question in short, yes, it's real. Okay. <laughs> good, because obviously you you got to play a bit of devil's advocate here. And yeah. And uh, get to the bottom of it all. The next thing is probably that um, I know someone's been announced for the Bachelorette, the next Bachelorette. Ali. So what's I don't know the deal with her and her situation. Do you think she's a good candidate for that Bachelorette? Uh, uh, I mean, I was friends with Ali. I think Ali and Grant they were a good couple. Mm. And then all this stuff um, in the news come out where Ali first said that. Grant proposed, um, proposition to threesome with her over in LA and then she broke it off and then I spoke to Grant and mm. found out the real goss and um, what was the real goss? that they came back from a club and she was hell like hell fucked up and then um, he went out because he lived in kind of like like this right in, like in an apartment and then he had to go down to his gate to open up and get put, um, more people in to come up for a party mm. And so within a couple of minutes, he'd left her and his mate mm. and his mate didn't know that was his missus because he thought it was just some chick he bought from the club. Yeah. Went downstairs, came up and then she's going down, like he's going down on her, like on the stairs. In the... In his apartment. Okay. So like, oh, that came out and like Grant told me and stuff and I was like, whoa. So... I mean, like, and Ali was really been pushing the whole, like, I, I want a family, I want a husband and stuff like that. Mm. I mean... Would you be putting yourself in those compromising positions if you did want that? Yeah, Is you that know, like, like, if that was a real thing and it doesn't really... And when, <laughs> like, the text message that he um, gave to New Idea, I was like, she's like, oh, it's not me, I was just fucked up. I was like, well, if you're fucked up, that is you. Like, there's mm. no excuse, mm. you know, so... I don't know, like... We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Like, I hope <laughs> I hope there's a happy ending. I like that. Just, know? we'll see. We'll see. We'll you see know? what happens. Yeah, just don't make sure... I don't happens. know if she... Like, I think of... She was in that one with Tim Robards. Yeah. That was ages ago. She didn't seem like she had much of a, like, outgoing personality to actually captivate an audience and be a, a front runner or a yeah. lead character, so I, to speak. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. It's just, I mean, you want someone who's like really funny and outgoing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've always thought that Tara would be good for it. Yeah, Tara would be awesome, but she's like shucked up now. But yeah, but um, I mean, like, she seems like whoa, like crazy. That's why I'm really loving the Bachelor that's going to come up now because you got Honey Badger. Yeah. Who's going to be fucking hilarious. Yes. And I'm just hoping, I'm praying that Channel Ten doesn't dumb them down like they do with all the Bachelors. Oh, I kind of just... Because they edit it because they want all the drama to be on the girls. So, I'm hoping... <laughs> I'm hoping, um, yeah, they, they let the Honey Badger do his thing and, and be absolutely hilarious. And that will bring 
yeah, the franchise back up to scratch. I think um, having him in there and having like everyone knowing what he's like already yeah. is going to play into his favour. Yeah, massively. straight up. Because they can't edit the funny side out of him, I guess, for, no. because that's who he is and that's why he got on the show. And I've seen him at the airport. He's a big dude. Yeah, so, he's yeah, he's a big unit. So it's going to be interesting and really funny to watch. I can't wait to watch that one. Yeah, it's going to be excellent. Yeah, so that's coming up next year, I believe. Doing a little plug for Channel 10. Well, this year. Is it this year? Is well, it'll it? be like two months. Oh, yeah, this, this year. Yeah. June, yeah. I think it starts. Cool. Um, let's go on to like your future. What yeah. you want to do. Are you based in Perth? Forever? I'm based in Perth, but not forever. Like I've been living in, like I moved back from Bali, like the start of last year. Like I was in Bali for like, three years and traveling that. So wow. like Bali's my home. Um, just with now, like I've always had a plan with my life. I've mm. always said, this is what I'm going to do. This is how much I'm going to make. This is like, basically the things are going to be involved with and I came into 2018 just having no plan mm. and it's like and it scared the shit out of me to go I don't have a plan like what am I going to do but things have just fallen into place so I mean with Aloha Surf House where um, once we sort of fix uh, finish up the, the next month of new moulds and barrels and stuff like that mm. um, we're going to be looking to expand to Sydney so I really want to Get to, I'd love to get to Sydney and, and grow the East Coast brand over there. That'd be sick. Um, when did you start with this Aloha house? January. Oh, okay. So it's yeah, fresh. Fresh. We and it looks super fun. If anyone hasn't seen it, like Blake's stories, it's uh, it's just that wave rider, isn't it? Like yeah, generated waves. It's like a flow rider on steroids. Yeah, it looks super sick. I'd, yeah. I'd love to have a go. It's dope. Um, Got to get you up there. Yeah, for sure. Um so eventually you want to move to Sydney, pursue that because it just looks like fun. And if you can yeah. do that every day, just imagine. Yeah. I mean the whole, yeah. I, the thing around it is just like getting sponsored as well, surfing there. Yeah. And then just shooting like vlogs and I don't know, just bringing, I've got a few other ideas like t- little TV shows and stuff that I want to do. I'm doing okay. some stuff with We Date, which is kind of be like, you know, like first dates on Channel 7 or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be yeah. doing like that, but documenting using the Wee Day app. So little, what's, what's Wee Day? Wee Day is like, you know how you have Tinder and Bumble? Yeah. Wee Day is, you don't have to do all the small talk. You just say, uh, I want to go to the casino for dinner. I want to go to Nobu for dinner mm. on this date or like between these dates. Mm. And you plug that in yeah. and then... You say if you're going to pay or someone's going to pay and then someone just clicks on it and then you can like go on a date with that person. Have you used it yet? Uh, I haven't used it yet, no. So you got to document the dates. Yeah. <laughs> you might so need to bring an NDA with you. Yeah, I know, right? I've got to do um, all that stuff. So, but um, how, are you, how are you going on the dating front? And obviously you had a couple of hit and misses with the, uh, with the, with the Bachelorette and the, <laughs> yeah. the Bachelor in Paradise. Um, still surging. So how's it, how's it going with the, with the ladies? Are you still just... Enjoying being single? Just or? having fun, man. Yeah. Um, I'm not out there, like, looking for a relationship. I'm out there, you know, if I, out, if I meet a cool girl and have a good time, then sick. Um, yeah. But just no pressure. Again, like, 2018 is not something I want to run into a relationship. I, I think last year was pretty hectic, so I kind of want just time to myself and and just enjoy, like, another girl's company, um, mm. but not get tied down. Okay. So you're looking just... Eventually, you want to have kids and a family and yeah. get married and all that stuff? Yeah, straight up. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So, 
you're just looking to get your foundation down first by yep. moving, setting up base, whatever, enjoying, make sure that you're really in a good spot so you can yeah. um, get married. So that's like, that's fair. Yeah. Because you don't want to enter a relationship doing something you're not enjoying particularly. and then Exactly. Um, bringing someone else into that. So yeah, that's, that's understandable. I think that's what so many people do today as well is they rush into stuff too quickly. Mm. Or like, I just want my whole family and stuff to be in a real happy place and like myself to be in a happy place. Mm. So, so many people like do jobs I hate or careers I hate or just stuff in general that they do not like. Yeah. And then when you're trying to battle that and then still grow a family or, or have another partner, it's very hard to have like a good sort of solid life. Yeah. So that's what I'm sort of focusing on now and, and keeping happy and, and um, yeah, then I can keep everyone else around me happy as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. seems like a good plan. <laughs> and you've enjoyed it recently with um, Michael? Yeah, Michael came over. We yeah. had a we had a massive, massive night. Massive night. Massive night. Massive he, night in Perth. I was so hungover. <laughs> eh? yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about your past going and leading up to probably getting into the Bachelorette and how that came about. Because people, uh, there's a lot of people listening and watching that want to know how to get on these shows because and they like I hear it before when I said oh, yeah, I am. And going to marry at first sight, they're like, Oh, yeah, I was auditioning for The Bachelorette or The Bachelor, mm. and they're always just that close, just, you know. Like, yeah. it just was that close before they got accepted. So, yeah. what led you up to getting into, you know, Lorette? They approached me twice for The Bachelor um, over the last sort of four or five years. First time I couldn't because I was too busy with running my business, and then the second time I was living in Indo. Mm. So it kind of wouldn't work out. Um, and then <coughs> Matty J got released as The Bachelor. Yeah. And I emailed the casting director. I was like, honestly, whoever's like making the decisions to do your casting like needs to get fired because this is going to be so boring. And one, I was correct. Matty J was super boring in The Bachelor. Matty J, I love you. You're a great guy. Mm. You just were edited as a real boring person. And it's kind of like they didn't... It wasn't more like like you should be fired for like... Because they like... You did that. Like it was more like... Think outside the box. And that's why I love what they do with Honey Badger. They think outside the box. Mm. So, mm. Um, and when I emailed them, they emailed me back straight back. Like, do you want to come and audition and, and go on The Bachelorette? I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I went and did audition and I was just... If you're like, I'll, I'll speak to the camera because you guys are watching and if you're listening, you, you're listening. Um, when you go into your audition, you need to be like the loudest person in the room. You need to have the biggest voice and don't go, like they'll ask you questions of what do you feel about this? And you can either stand here for yes, there for no, and here for I'm in between and this is the reason why. Mm. Like... If everyone is going yes, then you need to do the opposite because you need to be conflicting with what... And this is all like directing. This might not be you, but if you really want to get through, then you need to make them believe that you're someone that they can really create a character with. Mm. And that's all it is. Like, I went there just not giving any fucks what given. And I went out there, just said my mind, as I always do. Mm. And then when I went up to produ- the producers, when they took me upstairs to talk to them, I just said it how it is. 
I legit said, I go, if anyone says, <laughs> one of the things I said to them, you guys can use this if you want because it seemed to work. Um, I said, if anybody starts doing poetry and they're not a poet, hmm. I'm going to tear them to shreds. Okay. And yeah. So, obviously, you just got to have, you can't fit the mold. And you got to have a good story, I found. You have to have yeah. a great story yeah. and, and... And be a good storyteller. Exactly. Yeah. So... Those key things, I think, are what can and define you as a good yeah. uh, prospect for them. Yeah. Um, what was the... I was one, I want to talk about the girls who went uh, from Perth and, you know, just over the last, probably the Bachelor, Maddie J's one. Mm. Um, any potential interest there, sexually? <laughs> Shows the point. So mine... I froth on Simone. I Which one? Simone, she's the English girl. Oh, you like Simone? Oh, yes. Okay. I actually asked her on a date, like, because um, we're going for it. We got a charity event for, yeah. um, for Jake because his mum passed away with cancer. Yeah. So we got um, a charity event uh, coming up on May twenty fifth. Yeah. Get your tickets. Look up the things. What's a What's the charity event called? Uh, I don't know. They don't release what oh, it's called. Okay. It would just be like the Bachelor in Paradise charity event. Oh, okay. It's in yep. Sydney. Yep. Um, it's for like breast aware cancer and that sort of thing. Okay. And uh, yeah, like I hit up Simone. I was like, yo, like we're overdue for a date. And she was <laughs> like, yes, yes, we are. Because I was hoping she was, she was supposed to be in paradise. Yeah. And I got kicked off and she came in the next day. And oh, she was really? super pissed off that I wasn't there. Okay. And uh, so, so yeah, I'd love to hang out with her. English girls kind of like, they want kryptonite. So you like Simone. Any other interests? How about from over in WA here? In your home, no. who's who's the girls at? Uh, Rachel. Uh, who's got, the other ones? You got so Steph, it? but she's with Brett. And, okay. And there was a bit of controversy there. I hope to get them on at some point. Um, weren't they like dating or whatever before they even went on the show? Yeah, I mean, if you guys want to like look at the like the sort of like the short version, mm. jump on um Brett Such as Life um Co. Uh, his Insta. Yeah. Scroll down. And you'll see a photo of Steph. And it will just be like, imagine. If you see that, then you can read it. But it's basically, they were both given contracts. Steph mm. was supposed to come in earlier. Mm. They used him having a girlfriend just for the edit to make him a bad person. So uh, they could have fucking drama on the show. Yeah. And then when he didn't get a rose, they cancelled her contract. Oh, right. So, I mean, you guys do the math. Like... They just did that shit and pulled the fucking, you know, blinders over the both of them and, yeah, yeah. try to fuck Brett over. And yeah. Brett's the most nicest dude. Like, he'll never do one bad thing to anyone. Yeah. Just an overall good guy who wants the best of everyone. Yeah. We'll never, ever fuck with anybody like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, them two would be great to have on to sort of so talk about that and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll definitely try and get them on at some point. Um, any other thoughts that you wanted to discuss while you're here? Uh, before we kind of wrap it? I mean, I'd like to... I mean, I'm big in the sort of mental illness space yeah. right now. Um, being an ambassador for Happiness Co. and working with them as a, a public speaker. Yeah. Uh, telling my story of depression and mental illness. And I know you have a, a similar story as yeah. well. Yeah. And I think that's probably one thing I haven't touched, like along with all the surfing stuff and the videoing um, and, that, and and vlogging, working with Happiness Co. and our Man Enough movement is is a big deal to me. So let's 
dive into that just a, a tad. I know about the Happiness Co. I've met um, one of the... You met Robbie. The yeah, other, yeah, Robbie. He yeah. was like the... He started it or...? No, no. So Julian started it, Julian Pace, and Robbie is kind of like the the right-hand man. Okay. Yeah. And what are they looking to achieve by this Happiness Co.? Are they... they integrate with businesses as well yeah yeah okay. yeah so happiness co overall has programs to help everyone and their happiness but like more in a mindset and sort of a mental illness getting their shit together yeah um and then we have the man enough movement which is a spin-off which just focuses on men yeah because 87 percent of the men of the people who try to kill themselves are men yeah all under the age of 45 mostly as well so the man off movement, there's nothing there for a guy to realize it's okay to open up and talk about his feelings and then take action to become better. Mm. So basically what the man off movement is, it's all about your emotions and how you feel. So how do I feel about this problem? Um, and then it's, sorry, no, it's being aware, aware of like, this is what I feel like mm. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, now I sort of want to keep... I want to want to like work on that with my mental game and sort of get stronger, mm. and then it's about taking action as well. So yeah, that's what um, we do. Like we have got like a big tour happening around Australia in August for ten weeks, doing 150 uh, workshops um, in regional areas, um, a lot of mining stuff, a lot of towns that don't get the help, awesome. and then we're taking action and helping everyone through that. Yeah, um, and then we're doing a month long. Um, happiness co tour as well which is like around major cities um for the next month starting on the 25th as well so all that is is just to help really people get into the nitty-gritty of why do i feel this way mm. let's accept what's happened but then let's now take action yeah not just be like uh like we're aware of there's yeah. people trying to kill themselves like yeah it's, getting that down it's spark. suicide like let's deal with it yeah um yeah so moving on with that and um I mean, in the last year, Happiness Co has helped about 30,000 people already. Wow. And moving on with Man Enough movement, um, yeah, we're just looking to help as many men um, as possible. Julian has this really good vision of 10 million in, in 10 years, well, of helping 10 million people. That's a good goal. So, um, Do you care to share a little bit about your story or just some highlights from it? Or yeah. Not lowlights, so to speak. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> pardon, my, pardon my pun. So my sort of... Depression uh, story started when I was around about 19. I was down um, in a surf trip. I was in a, I was down south um, on a surf trip yeah. with a bunch of crew, um, good mates. And then one of my best mates back then, he jumped in a car behind us and we were traveling back up to Perth. And he was about 15 minutes behind us and then he got hit by a truck. And so we, after having like such an epic weekend, then I got up to our local, um, my mate's girlfriend comes up to me, says Shane's been hit by a, a truck. And then I was like, whoa, it's crazy. He's in hospital. And then an hour later, she comes over and says like, he's passed away. So to have that, and I'd never really lost a mate that's really close. Like mm. I've lost like my grandparents, which I didn't really know that well. Um, but then to like lose someone that's like really, really close to me, mm. I didn't really know how to handle it. And over the next sort of few years, I just started partying a lot more and, and having a real good time. And overall, the whole awareness thing wasn't there that I had a problem, mm. that I wasn't dealing with this one thing. Masking it. Yeah. And there'd be times I'd be 
wanting to, I need to get up to go to work but I legit could not move like I'd be in bed I'd be like yep sweet I've got to go to work and then it felt like this massive concrete block on me and yeah. I couldn't move I'd sit there for like 45 minutes yeah like I'd have to put my phone on like an hour earlier than I'd have to wake up because I knew in the morning I wouldn't be able to wake up and mm. it would take me like 45 minutes to eventually roll out of bed yeah um, so moving on with that I was just breaking down. I was at parties. I was just breaking down, crying like to my you know, a girlfriend back there. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, and then I was like, I need to go to the doctor. I figure mm. out something's wrong. Maybe like my blood's wrong or something. Yeah. And he took me through uh, some blood tests, a lot of questions. And he goes, you've going to diagnose you with depression. Mm. Here's some medication. Yeah. So I jumped on the medication and for like six months and I was, I was good. I uh, wasn't so emotional and that sort of thing, mm. but I was just so cloudy. It and if you good. guys have ever had medication that's like that, it's, it's antidepressant. So it just clouds you. You don't really know what the fuck's going on. And right there, I was like, nah, something else has got to change, hey? And then I ended up getting into a nutrition company um, and building that business. And because I was then so focused on cleaning my whole body out um, with great nutrition and then I started getting to self-development. Mm. I started feeling a lot stronger in my mind and sort of body. Mm. And then I started deciding to taper off the mental, um, the um, antidepressants. Yeah. And then over a year, I done like a full 180 and I was just so positive, so driven, so focused, um, super healthy, playing really good football. Yeah. Um, like doing all those sorts of things. So... Um, yeah, and then it came to that, and then I started sort of just really work, working on and I'd always wanted to help other people in the same space because I myself got out of it, mm. and I did it by myself, so now I have the tools and understanding on how someone else can do it, but I never ever, like over the like you know, last four years, I've never seen a company where I can actually get my hands dirty and help heaps and heaps of people by taking the action, mm. and then when I met Julian and found out about Happiness Co. and the Mad Enough movement, yeah. it was like a no-brainer. Yeah. I was like, here's something I can actually use my story to help you guys here, you guys on the podcast, um, and really change a ton of lives and, and, and sort of change the world. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, everyone goes through their struggles. It's about finding that, that friend or that mentor that you need to connect with to, to turn it around, or you turn yeah. it around by, you know, making some significant changes in your life, which is commendable. And uh, you're on the right path now. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up here at the Shawnee Show. Phew. We'll do a uh, we'll do a follow up one in a you know in a bit to see how you're traveling and yeah. see how everything's going and you move to Sydney. I'm planning to move to Melbourne at some point, so we'll yeah, that's exciting. We'll definitely uh, reconvene over there. I would imagine. Should do like a podcast on on a plane or something. Podcast, plane <laughs> podcast, plane podcast. Yeah, it'll be their new uh, first ever. The new, uh, yeah. First ever, Gary V. <laughs> eat, eat your heart out. <laughs> Forward to speaking to you down the track. My pleasure, man. Thanks so much for having me. No worries. I'll catch you later. See you guys.